This is the Dudes in Christ Podcast. What's poppin'? This is Dudes in Christ Podcast. I'm your host for today, Josh Cullum. Joshua Garris alongside. Right back in the pod. It's been a while. Yes, sir. Been Glad to be back, you. man. No, I had a <laughs> lot of eventful weekends in the past month or so. Yeah, dude. It's been like six weeks or so, I would say, since I've been in. Oh. And, uh, geez, man. Summer just, you know, yeah. uh, summer travel, summer vacation, and... Uh, birthday parties and things like that. Um, there yes. might have been, you know, a one Sunday in there that I could have got here, but was was sleeping late or something like that. But yeah. just a uh, yeah, wild wild summer. Uh, yeah, our summers schedules. are always packed full. But yeah. really, believe it or not, come school time, that's when we get the busiest. I think for us, like summers are our weekend busy time. But right during yeah. the school, man, that's whenever you know. All of the school activities, after school things, and then <laughs> ball games, and we have three kids in school now, and one in college, so there's always a lot going on. Yeah, we have an empty house and still manage to. Oh yeah, <laughs> still well, running your own business. Y'all's there just about every day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. And uh, on the on that, I mean to to just catch everybody up, like on that note. Um, well, for one thing, Justin's not here today, so yeah, there will be yeah. a, a noticeable absence, uh, the Green Giant, and he's actually bringing <laughs> a couple of our athletes. Well, he's probably back, but he he uh, yeah, probably got back here about, what, 3.34 in the morning. Yeah, he's he's uh, sleeping right now while we're talking. Yeah, traveling with a couple of our athletes to uh, meet that they did in Texas, and they both performed really well, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Emmons. Was it Shane? Yeah, Shane Shane McElrath and Chris Emmons. Um so I think Shane got first in his uh first in his division and then Chris I believe got third in his awesome. so uh and I think it's only it was Chris's like second meet, so yeah. it's always good to just get some more under your belt. Um I don't remember what the Federation was, but I mean they traveled all the way to Texas yeah. to do it. So um Got some more experience on the platform, and yep. I know his first meet uh, didn't go that well. He kind of uh, bombed out, and that's not that's not my expression. That's what they call it when you uh, fail three of the lifts, and uh, yeah. So I'm glad he he got through this one and ended up getting third, third and, place. and placed. Yeah, that's all. yeah, that's always good. Um, and then during our, our extensive travels and crazy stuff over the last five six weeks, uh, Eileen and I went to drug tested nationals um which was just you know she she competed i just went and uh handled her and uh she did really well there so um that was kind well, of we have a first place winner um so yeah hold off on the applause okay <laughs> so okay. yeah i mean she um she went she was competing with a 200 plus of the best women in the nation and um on she competed on the second day uh, came pretty close to winning best overall uh, classic classic raw. Um, missed a couple of 
lifts that really would have been essential to bringing that total and, you know, probably placing a little higher there. But um, she did win first place in her her division, which was uh, Unlimited Classic Cross. Awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, into worlds. Uh, she's. World. I think she's gonna start training for that here in the next few weeks. So. That'd be cool to travel and do that. Yeah, that way. Well, and I mean, that's a lot of work behind the scenes, but yeah, it. it yeah, a lot of. Uh, hold on. Yeah. A lot of uh, time spent training to hope to God that it comes together yeah. on, you know, on the platform. And I mean, the thing is, is all of us, even novice lifters. Like myself yeah, and myself, <laughs> experience. Um, Do you say non-lifter like myself? No, no novice. novice uh, I was lifters. talking non-lifter <laughs> like me. <laughs> no, but I mean anyone who competes, no matter their level of experience, is going to experience some some platform anxiety. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, my God, we got there and it was in uh, one of the hotel ballrooms, and I mean it was packed out. There were probably four or five hundred people in there, wow. and. Um, I mean, you're on a national stage, and it's it's. I could I could tell when we were walking down the hall. Uh, and the funny thing is, I was carrying her bag. I was walking behind her, and uh, was playing music in my head as uh, kind of like the uh, when Conor <laughs> McGregor's walking out for a fight or something. I, I really wish there had been a documentary crew where I, I could have videoed it and just uh, filmed that that long walk down the stairs to the uh, to the event center because. She was tense, man. Um, I could I could see it, and uh, you know. But then you get that opening lift in. You kind of get a feel for the other people you're back there warming up, warming up with, and the people who are going to be in your flights. And you know, you kind of start to make make friends and talk to people, and some of that anxiety uh, goes away. And then, of course, you actually step on the platform, execute a lift, and then you're kind of from there. It's just the ball's already rolling. Yeah. So you just yeah. go with the momentum of the day. But it was a long day. Um, you know, she she did she did really well, and uh, yeah. So just on to worlds now. So. Yeah, and like you said, this we were talking before. This is a drug tested one that she did, right? So, it is, yeah. So, um, and we know in today's world and the standards that our world has, which is very low, that it's very easily for a man to slip in there, <laughs> basically. <laughs> By hormone wise, what what a man is considered by hormones yeah. in a non drug tested league, you know? Yeah, she was uh, she was it was a level playing field. I yeah. feel like, and um, she really takes pride in that. Yeah. and uh, oh, she enjoyed too. the competition. I mean, there were, um, in fact, the the people who were nearest to her, um, as far as the amount of weight, uh, the amount of weight lifted and body weight and stuff like that, were actually some. Uh, a little bit older, older ladies, like in their uh, mid forties and stuff like that, and they were stout. I mean, yeah, they were strong. So, um, I think she was she was honored to yeah. just be in the room with them, you know, and and able to compete with them and lift with them. And dude, competition's her her bag. I mean, it brings yeah. out something in her that uh, I don't see in a lot of. I see it in other females. Don't get me wrong, but it's like she. Uh, she just takes it to another level. I mean, yeah. She's competitive, so she loved it, loved every minute of it. And then we, uh, you know, we vacation in California for uh, about seven days on the other side of it. Which um, this year was our ten year anniversary. Awesome! Congratulations! So that was kind of our celebration event. Right, we got a lot of applause today. Yeah. This is good. This has been a good. Episode. This is good. 
But um, yeah, I mean that that kind of catches us back up. I mean, we were that was two of the Sundays that I was gone was for that trip. So yeah, dude, I'm just so glad to be back, and um, you know, I'm 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 glad to be sitting in this yeah. room again. We miss the camaraderie that we get every Sundays. That's about as far as for me. That's about the only time I see y'all is here at yeah. church because we're like I said, everybody's so busy outside the church with everything else we have going on and then what we should be doing outside the church, which I think we do. Uh, we all do pretty well at that, which is ministering to people and yeah. just being like Jesus, trying to be our, be our best to be like Jesus and show love to everybody. Well, and this is where, you know, this is, as you were saying, we all have our life outside of here, but man, this is my place to, um, feel grounded you know yeah uh, i mean it's it's my church home of course but it's like you guys are my brothers in in ministry and and all of the uh conversations that that we have about uh just future ministry stuff and just our walk and uh questions and things like that i mean all of it really goes down within these you know within these walls uh, and of course on on messenger app but yeah um i'm just i'm super glad to be back so i feel like uh if you're good with it let's i feel like that kind of takes us into the topic for today and unless you and if you don't have anything i'm gonna go ahead and kind of start with that all right so um while i was traveling um as so or uh, really just as I've been out uh, the last five, six weeks, as so often happens, um, I kind of just got out of the groove of study and things like that. So if you're a listener and, um, you know, that's ever happened to you, I, I would say one of the things that that's the easiest for me to get back to where I know I need to be, but I just I, I'm not necessarily there. Um, one of the things that I like to do, studying seems so hard and, and then. Uh, if you've kind of lost the uh, discipline yeah. of daily prayer and study, uh, one of the things that makes it super easy for me is to just get back into books that are, you know, inspired by the Bible, um, yeah. you know, yeah. commentary and things like that. And uh, so that's that. I strongly recommend that if you if you um, are trying to get into the groove, or if you've been there and and have kind of got out, you know, pick up pick up a book um, that's written by a Christian author. Uh, something that's going to talk about, you know, your daily walk, um, building your faith, uh, and, and there are any of the topics that interest you. Uh, I, I particularly like to read about, you know, figures from the Bible, um, and that's kind of what brought me to the book that I carried with me on my travels, and that was uh, the the beloved disciple following John to the heart of Jesus by Beth Moore. So, um, if you've never read it. Uh, I've never read any other books by this particular author, but I'm super, super duper enjoying it. Um, so it's talking about um, John, uh, the you know the apostle John, um, and talks about how he was how he's the youngest and how he was very close to Jesus and you know sort of identifies himself. Uh, and there's always kind of the the joke, I guess you would say, um, not not joke, but Something that we laugh at sometimes when you read, uh, he was the disciple who Jesus loved. You yeah. know, and he never refers to himself as John <laughs> the one. in the gospel. He was the disciple who Jesus loved. Yeah. Um, 
and that's you know the title from the book comes from the uh, you know the beloved disciple comes from his uh, reference to himself in that. So um, I was reading on the plane on the way back and um, was uh, kind of looking. She she had taken a look at uh, the death of James, who was uh, John's brother. And, you know, she it, she said it kind of hit her because she had never really looked at it through the eyes of a sibling. Yeah. So that's kind of my starting off point, and um, I just want to kind of jump into it. Um, if you <clears throat> you look back at, you, you take the four accounts of the Gospels, and you look back and you see that um, James and John were, uh, were brothers, you know, and they were both fishermen, and... Um, you know, Jesus came into their lives one day and, and just kind of, they, they, he was enough of an influence that they abandoned, you know, they abandoned uh, their money-making ventures. And, and we see that, you know, their their father had been a fisherman as well. So, I mean, you're talking about a family business, well-established and things like that. Um, so, you, you know, you followed yeah. You follow Jesus and um you became, you know, one of the one of the twelve, so you're in the inner circle of of Jesus's closest, you know, closest followers. And um throughout the accounts of the gospel we see that other you know, other people um followed him and believed in him and and then, you know, we see people turned away and had left and uh you know, for John, he he was uh, the youngest of the disciples. It's believed, and was very very close to Jesus. Uh, the you know we we see as as you read through the accounts, um, you know you you begin to see a, a closeness, you yeah. know, a closeness between John and Jesus, and so um, when you we get to kind of read between the lines like we just kind of talk, talk yeah. about earlier the the backstory that wasn't wrote down we kind of have to you know tr- trust god to spiritually let us see and understand and and we kind of do with our own relationships today how you know the brothers would have acted towards one another the love right. they would have had for one another yeah and then just what they did physically following jesus is an example of how we are to spiritually do it today um, and so that let's uh let's look at Acts twelve for a second. Do you care to? Okay. Do, will you uh, will you read it for yeah. us? Is it which uh, version of the Bible you read? Uh, New Living Translation. Okay. Um, Acts twelve. About the time King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church, he had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter, and this took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. So, um, let me, let me, so let me go back from here. So Jesus has been, you know, for those of you unfamiliar, I, I hate to, but, Let's yeah, just go. Yeah, Let's yeah. just go there. So, for those of you unfamiliar, um, you know the apostle followed Jesus. 
the apostles followed Jesus for the, the three years of his ministry. He had been um, crucified, which would have been, would have been their first, you know, gut punch. I think because oh, yeah. nobody saw that coming. You know, nobody saw they that coming. They either. honestly <laughs> didn't see it coming. He was right. telling them, and they didn't <laughs> right. see it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then, you know, three days later, he's resurrected, and uh, he proves that he is himself again yeah. um, to those who doubt, and tarries for a while. And during this time, he, you know, again, just continues to sort of minister to them. And then they see him ascend into heaven. And uh, the Holy Ghost, you know, 50 50 days later, the Holy Ghost falls. So now they're, you know, endowed with the Holy Spirit. Uh, They begin to, uh, throughout the the previous chapters of Acts, uh, they begin to see the church grow and... um, I, I, again, let's you know to slow down and really look at things through the eyes of of John. You know, you've you've witnessed your closest friend being crucified. Um, he's resurrected. You've witnessed him. You know, tarry on earth. Uh, there's no question that this is. You know, there there was no. I won't say there was no, but there was no question that he was the son of God. Right. Um, there was no question that you know that. The, through the power of God, he had been resurrected as you had seen him right. uh, crucified. Uh, when he, you know, gives the commission to reach the the outer edges, like the absolute ends of the earth, with the gospel, um, I don't think there was any question, you know, as to the clarity of that. Like you, you know, you know what your mission is and is laid out, um, and then you actually begin to do it, which is pretty spectacular you know yeah. uh, i mean I, um a lot of people will just sit on that that knowledge and understanding that that's what we're supposed to do but um kind of balk at the idea of actually doing it so um you know in the previous 11 chapters you're talking about seeing the church grow daily uh mm-hmm. you're talking about seeing you know healings um is that me or i don't know okay so you're <laughs> something you're talking about seeing healings and stuff like that, but then uh, King Herod, you know, well, for one thing, the, the Jewish leaders didn't like what they were saying. No. You know, I mean, no, none of this was pleasing to them. And we see that, you know, not necessarily the beginning, but this is really when it starts to uh, think, you know, things have, have turned and they're very displeased, you know, um, They've been the the apostles have been told not to, you know, preach in Jesus' name and uh, yeah. not to minister in Jesus' name, and they continue to do that. They start seeing persecution yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, Herod, you know, begins to in in my Bible it says stretch forth his hand to vex certain of the church, um, and then. Just right, right, right next the very next verse, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So, um, I'm just imagine. Um, I think what what hit me most about reading the book and then going back and reading this is just imagining uh, imagining John getting that news, and um, 
you know, you, you've seen all these things in the last five, six years of your life um, that have just completely changed your worldview and your, uh, you've taken, you know, you, you've taken your um, commission very seriously. You know, yeah. you, you've, you've done, you've done to the best of your ability what you're supposed to do and the people who are closest to you. You know your brother, your blood brother, who you've loved your whole life and and sort of held onto his coattails. You know, growing up, and and you were together in ministry with you know the Son of God in flesh, and uh, you know you've seen all these great things, these signs and wonders, and I have to think that for John, um, he probably thought going into the future that this was going to be, you know, a, a steadfast part of his life. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had ministered together and had all received the commission at the same time. So my thing is you have to, I would have to think, well, this dude's going to be around for the long haul, you know, yeah. uh, same with Peter. Um, I mean, the, the, really, realistically, you're talking about being the inner circle of the inner circle. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you had the 12, but anytime, anytime Jesus separated and went even, you know, isolated himself even further, uh, usually the only, you know, the, you know, the only ones mentioned with him were Peter, James, and John. Yeah. Um, you're talking about being so close to Jesus that he gave you a nickname, you know, yeah. uh, just very, the last four, four or five years of your life stuff has changed drastically. You're counting on somebody to be there with you and he's just been killed. And I would have to imagine that for all those reasons, you know, there would be a lot of questions that would rise up. Um, and it, and I think of it in the, the scope of like how we, you know, we are today and how, our lives kind of play out even to this day is like, um, you know, there are people that, that we go to church with, um, who are close to us, but you know, there are people that are usually within arm's reach of us yeah. as well that are, you know, the very closest of our brothers and, and sisters in ministry. And, um, you, you're counting on them, you know, um, it, it it's a uh, humbling to if you sit back and think about how much the people next to you in the ministry mean to you. Yeah, you know, because without them, you can't. You, you <laughs> feel like you can't do anything. Yeah, you know, you have to. It's the accountability partners you have, the the uh, people you could depend on when something happens to to earnestly pray for you, like the church did. Yeah. They, well, and go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, and that's and that we actually see in, uh, you know, in Acts twelve five, Peter's been imprisoned as well. So so John is now basically, almost, for all intents and purposes, John's basically alone. Yeah. I mean, his brother's just been killed. Peter's in prison, and you have to assume, you know, he was imprisoned by the same guy who just killed, you know, who just killed James. So you have yeah. to assume he's probably. Next, um, that's a hopeless, you know, that's a, a hopeless situation. Uh, 
you know, and, and to to bring it back to like us, I mean, you know, you minister in music and stuff like that. <laughs> Think of uh, both piano players and the drummer don't show up yeah. to church. Uh, you know what that that's gonna rock everything you thought you had put together. You know, for the, for uh, even, the whole service, even uh, when one person doesn't right, show yeah. up, it's a for sure. It for throws sure. a rock in it, kind of. Yeah. Um. So. My whole, you know, it, it's just. Uh, I won't say that I've I've been there to the to the point that that John was, but um, you know, as I read this, I just thought like I have been, you know, I have been at places where I had sort of been on a mountaintop, you know, with God, and then the very next thing is uh, something that just devastates, you know, devastated me. Yeah. Um, and it kind of sends you reeling, kind of, you know, makes you question and things like that. So that's sort of where I want to, um, where I want to make the turning point, I guess, yeah. is like uh, we're all going in this this walk, um, there are going to be like the highest, you know, the highest highs. And, you know, unfortunately <laughs> they seem to usually be closely followed with, um, the lowest lows. And I don't mean that, you know, in a bad way, but it's like, um, the walk is just, it's, uh, it can, you know, you can get devastated yeah. and just because you're just because you're uh, following Jesus. I mean that that doesn't exempt you from no. uh, the hardships of life. And, and certainly, you know, if when you look at the Gospels and stuff like that, I mean, they had been told that they were going to be persecuted. But I, again, to take it back to what John's ideas about life probably were, I'm sure that persecution. He wasn't thinking, you know. A year into ministry, he was going to lose his brother. Right. You know, um, Matthew five and ten. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right for the kingdom of heaven, and God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you, lie about lie about you, and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. So. He told them, and they knew this is part of it. Yeah. Did Did they know that that would come to death of their brothers, their family? I don't. I don't know. But being a disciple was a huge undertaking. They made a big commitment. That's kind of what my. Uh, they were not my lesson today. Like this hit right along with this whole thing was uh, being partly. Partly kind of it's being discipleship, but, you know, they, to be a disciple was a big step for them in their day because what we do spiritually, they had to do physically. They had to leave their families, their jobs, you know, leave the boat and fishing yeah. nets behind, uh, leave their home and follow Jesus. And there wasn't no such thing as being a part-time disciple. You yeah. know, they couldn't do it one day and go back. The crowds did that. They they would follow Jesus as far as the end of the town or you know, as far as their <laughs> convictions allowed them to, but they yeah. they uh, didn't stick with it like the disciples did. They weren't as committed. Well, and, and um, I mean, it, 
a lot of it comes down to I feel like my my biggest decisions always uh, are about security, you know, yeah. and, and certainly for them, I mean, they're you know leaving um, what what was their financial stability yeah. and security, you know, to to follow him, and um, you want to talk about you know vulnerability. Um, everything they had was was um, placed in the trust that. You know, he was who he said he was. Um, And then, you know, as we get into this, I mean, he's already gone. So your security, you don't have him, you know, you don't have Jesus there to reassure you as he so often did in the God. I mean, like every time you turn around, you know, (laughs) in the Gospels, he was kind of like, you know, are are you not listening? Like, I've told you this. I'm telling you this. Uh, You know, that's gone. So they're left to their own. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Ho- Holy Spirit's there. Right. So, uh, you know, it's never, you're never left to your own. And I yeah. think that's that's part of the thing um, about the kind of maturing uh, in your walk is realizing that you're not alone. They, they had, you know, three years of following Jesus or however many, however yeah. long they actually followed him to mature and to understand his way, how it worked. You know, hey, yeah. we don't, we ain't carrying a, a bag of money and food with this. <laughs> some we're sometimes we're going to depend on yeah. manna from heaven, you know, or something, you know, God's like, or Jesus, be like, you know, here, hope, hope, are you hope hungry? That that fish comes up and yeah. spits yeah. out a coin. Here, here's a fish and yeah. there's a coin in its belly. Yeah. You know, we never, we don't know exactly what they went through, but they learned to trust the process. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, I, that's my whole thing is if you're listening today, um, and you're in the middle of um, something like this. You're going through something like this. Um, I just want to encourage you. Um, and it's I'm having a difficult time just getting the words out as far as encouraging because that's how devastated we can be sometimes. Yeah. Is that uh, there there aren't words. And the words that you do here, you don't necessarily want to, you know, when they give you no peace and comfort. And those deepest, darkest hours are when you have to know for a fact, for certain, that, um, you know, God's still with you, that he won't leave you, forsake you. And it's easy to uh, read that, and it's easy to quote that, certainly to someone else who is struggling, but you know, coming down to the rubber really meeting the, the road and you believe in it for yourself is something entirely different and something entirely challenging on its own. Um, you know, I, I've found in the, the darkest of times that even when prayer seems such a dry endeavor, you know, and seems to be so fruitless and, I mean, it's like, talking to a wall, um, you know, and there's none of those accompanying emotions and that outpouring and, you know, all the juicy gushiness and things like that. And that's all, you know, that feels gone. Um, You only have your knowledge of God, which, I mean, that's entirely dependent on the word, you know. So it's like for me that that's what I always have to go back to. Like if when all else fails, um the word is is always quickened 
powerful. Yes. Um, so, and, and it's, you're still going to, they're still just walking the walk and they're still just, you know, giving things time and being patient um, with God and, and just believing even when, when you don't see. Um, but all that, that's the whole thing is all that comes from the word, you know, that, yeah. that doesn't, it's not, you're not going to find that anywhere else. You're not going to see that anywhere else. Um, Josh, do you have any, uh, like for, for people who might be struggling, do you have any encouragement right, right now? Well, I, you know, like you said, you can always depend on God's word as you read, he opens it to you. But, uh, like for, for me, for instance, just, just to be blunt and open, uh, we just found out that my dad has stage four cancer and talk about a gut punch in the middle of a, a week that was going good, you know, and, uh, you know, all, all we had to turn to was God and we had our brothers and sisters in Christ that we could depend on that was going to earnestly pray for, for this situation, you know, no matter what God's will is in it, they're going to earnestly pray with us for comfort, for peace and, you know, on everything as we go through this journey. And, uh, we we understand how big our God is because I understand that cancer is not a death sentence for for anybody. There we beat it every day, um, and I know God is a healer above all else. So we put our trust in God. We we're thanking Him in advance for healing, and we depend on our brothers and sisters around us for comfort when we we have them moments of being. Or feeling alone, feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. You know, I can always depend on our, like for instance, our men's group. Mm-hmm. I can depend on just opening up and putting it out there. But that's our part. We have to be, we have to be open with people around us, or uh, with the confident group around you. You know, you have your core of believers around you at all times that you can put all your trust in, as far as um, what you want to keep in a private life, yeah, you know, absolutely. and so you know who to go to and you know that they're going to have something from God where you're, you might be having a hard time reaching God. Um, they're going to have the word for you absolutely. and God will reveal it to them what to say, how to say it to you. Mm-hmm. Cause more than likely your friends are going to be the best ones to tell you something that you would be more willing to accept coming from them than you would from, say just a, a video of a preaching or yeah something like that so well and i'm someone who likes to talk so i i, I often feel like oh man like i'm gonna have something to say <laughs> something to say to this person for everything um but those when those moments come you know i'm usually left speechless but that's the, the, the i mean it, heaven heaven those people closest to you, you know, I, I think more than anything um, that, you know, will will pray for you, uh, even if they don't have anything to say. But, you know, because uh, that's one of the things that I've found here with our church family is uh, we all, you know, believe in the power of prayer and uh, are not hesitant about, you know, using using that and and making sure that that's one of the, you know, the primary things that we're doing and start like you um, talking about the family, you know, I, I had said the thing about John feeling alone. Well, uh, Acts 12, five 
Uh, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So, um, you know. John had a place to to go to. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Peter had people praying for him, and they had, uh, they had no doubt, you know, prayed for prayed for James as well, um, and you know things turned out differently for Peter as well. But short term for Peter, as <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, as we see, uh, you know, he was released from prison. But um, man, ha- you know, having having people who are willing to pray for you is definitely, oh my God! I mean, it, it's I don't know that you can put a value no. a value on it really. No, you can't. Um, any any other stuff about the walk, particularly um, just just walking walking the rest of your uh, your walk when you feel defeated, things like that. No, I mean you just kind of got to put, like you said, put the put your boots on the ground, put one foot in front of the other. Yes, sir. And just keep pushing. You you have to have the utmost trust in God and that whatever you're going through that he he has it so i I got to the point uh things that i was going through that i just said god i can't there's nothing that i can do that's gonna fix this you know my human hands my human body my human feelings uh there's nothing that i'm going to be able to do or say that's going to fix this situation and i need you i'm giving it to you and then live it when you when you say i'm giving it to you mean it and the only way you mean it in your actions is by not just focusing on it anymore to not denying that it's not real, but knowing that God has it under control and that he will do what is best for you in the long run, whether it's Absolutely. what you want or not. That's the that's the hard part to accept is that whether I like it or not, he's going to do what's best for me. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going through anything, um, find you somebody that you can trust in that will pray for you and pray with you. And there's hope in Jesus, and he will reveal that hope to you when you feel hopeless. Well, and it, and it's uh, it's always hard um, when you're in, you know, a, a tough season to be mindful of the fact that, you know, of what you were when, when things were going well. But um He's he's never using anything to put distance between no. you and him. He uses everything to draw us closer right. to him. Um, and so you know that that's my whole thing with you see as the as the uh, epistle or the uh, as the letters um, play out and and we see you know we see a lot more mention of uh, John's activity in the first century church you know and he ended up being given you know the the revelation so clearly he stuck you know he stuck with it and he he continued to walk it out even in spite of um this soup this incident which was no doubt uh devastating to him so um you know we don't see it but clearly you know he he used this this incident to get closer to god you know he didn't he didn't abandon uh his mission he just uh he continued to walk it out and uh we see the result of that um in his letters to the church and then of course in the revelation uh, later on 
Um, I think that wraps it up. Uh, I know at one point you and I had had talked about working out your own salvation. Yeah. Um, and you know we're we're told to do that with fear and trembling, and I think I, I think more than probably more than ever uh, that verse kind of makes sense to me now. Um, yeah. And I'm you know I, I don't pretend to be like a Bible scholar, but when I've read that before. I've never really, never really uh, understood the fear and trembling part, but um, man, I, I feel like I feel like John probably understood it when um, you know at, at at the pinnacle of this situation, and um, I feel like at at some point in our walk, there's going to be that time when. Um, Fear is palpable, and uh, you know trembling is uh, is real, whether from anxiety or or otherwise. And uh, you just have to uh, have to work it out, have to stay with God, and have to keep walking the walk. You know, in spite of um, what the outlook may be at the time. Yeah, uh, that's Philippians two and twelve, um, dear friends. You always followed my instructions when I was with you. <clears throat> this is Paul. Um, you always follow my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. And it says to work out, not work on your um, salvation. To work out, which... Like with weightlifting and everything else, that's training, that's yeah, doing consistent. it. Consistent, that's discipline. So in order to, to work out our salvation, you got to be disciplined. I like it. And do it with deep reverence and fear. So something that we lack in today's world is the fear of God. And I think the more that we dig in, the more we spiritually grow, that that fear becomes more evident to the point where you would be like in my past, like, wow, I was not <laughs> thinking I was not prepared for this, you know? Yeah. So, right on. All right. Well, guys, we hope this has encouraged you. Um, please join us uh, again next week. Hopefully the three of us. Yeah. The holy, tri- no, I guess no, no. that sounds bad. <laughs> the triple threat. <laughs> there we go. The triple threat. Uh, We'll be back in the house, man, and I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. But um, anyway, hope you guys are looking forward to it as well. Um, wish you guys all well. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we also have the, the men's conference coming up. I hey think oh. this will be re- released two weeks before the conference is. It's August 13th and 14th uh, here at the Life Center in United Voice Design in Malden, Missouri. So if you can, get your men out. Ladies, make your man go. Or allowing to go, <laughs> but, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. I'm really excited about it. We have uh, Terry Tripp coming in. He's a awesome speaker, yeah, writer, musician, and he he can bring the fire for sure. And uh, I think God's gonna give him a word that will empower us men to you know stand up and be a man. That's the most important thing that we need in today's world. I think right, and really is a a godly or God fearing man to do what is right to follow the word of God and to teach others to follow the word of God. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and as our uh, our faith is is being attacked, you know, even oh, yeah. more by the day. Um, I feel like uh, at some you know at some point there has to be that point where it's like we've you know we've taken enough. We've taken yeah. it's good. We've been pushed it's, as far as we yeah. are going to push, and those of us who are uh, you know passive and 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 whatever are going to have to finally stand up and, yeah. and you know, make a stand. So, uh, man, I, I like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm excited. To that too. It's going to be good. Um, but, we'll uh, have a uh, worship with all together united. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, I just, I'm really excited. So if you can make it come out, I, I mean, we're going to have food beforehand. There's going to be a barbecue food truck here, free food, uh, you know, worship word. We'll have a little bit of entertainment and some games, but, uh, I think, and games for men, you know, that means a cash prize. So, hey, uh, so we're, we'll have a couple of things that we're going to be doing and uh, giving out some money and just trying to bless those around us and, you know, help uh, our community we start. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. We started with our men in the church. About, this is our third year doing it. And, and uh, we did this conference last year, even with COVID, mm-hmm. we had a good turnout with you know what whatever rules or regulations or the fear all around and everybody and we did you know god you know got people there we got the word that we needed as a a good word and i'm excited about this year so um that's all we got for today all right thank you guys guys for joining us